First Church, and welcome to the fourth week of our series, Refresh, Renew, and Restart Relationships. And I'm just so excited to be continuing this conversation with you. And if you didn't know, the last three weeks, actually, I was laying the foundation for this week's message. And the main points of last the last three weeks of messages are actually the main three points that I have for this week. So a lot of you guys are like, oh, that's great. I'm out of here. I don't need to hear it. Um, but no, I'm going to contextualize them in a way that will impact you for this message. So if you miss those and you're watching online, I'd encourage you to check out those messages first. And if you're here today and you haven't heard or seen those, there's going to be a lot more insight from those messages. So you can watch those when you get home. But uh, this week, I want to talk about love is love. Well, God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Flores. And we're going to be talking about that love is love. And this this is one of the progressive uh, churches and leaders, John Hill from uh, First Church. And and, uh, his idea was, the LGBTQ, and I didn't want to get into all that 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 stuff, but that is kind of the idea that is permeating our culture and is per- permeating our our churches everywhere. That uh, this tolerance of love, and and you gotta love everything. In fact, um, you you kind of get that throughout the Bible too. I mean, the New Testament is is full of you know scriptures like John thirteen thirty four, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you that you you also love one another by this all men will know we're gonna <laughs> by our what by our love they're gonna know that we're his disciples by our love John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son we can go down the list John John first uh, John 4 7 and 8 beloved let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God you know so we we have this inundation in thought and in and in um and in our biblical concepts that we are to be the most loving people in there and and so in, in the world and because of God's love and God's agapeo that, that you know that 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 um, unconditional love that we all should be having and um, the world has exploited that and removed the boundaries of that um, through uh, behaviors and through tolerance and through uh, you know using the definition of bigotry and racism and, and all these things that if you have any type of boundaries and you're not acceptance of the culture, you know, that that you're wrong and that you're not loving and that you're not kind. And, and because of all these scriptural uh, makeups that we have, you know, Romans 13, 8, you know, you owe no man nothing except to love one another. You know, so you don't owe me anything. Just I just owe you to love you and accept you and to do all these type of things. You know, um, you know, Luke 6, 27, but I say, to you who here love your enemies and do good those do good to those that hate you like love we have this gushing uh type of type of you know love just just this cooperation with the culture
culture, cooperation with, with the world, cooperation with people that, that, that uh, don't love God in the sense of, of their um, passions. And, and, you know, we're just supposed to just say, yes, everybody's going to make it to heaven. You know, Joel Olstein is right. There's many roads to the one God. And, and you know, you can go you can down the list of, of, of all the crazy things that, that we have heard, you know, um, you know, it's crazy. So I, I let that intro because when you look at love, when you look at this command that we are to love one another, it, it kind of flies in the contrary to what the Apostle John writes in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to lock ourselves in on today. And we're going to, um, we're going to um, focus our attention on what John was saying here. John, the beloved John, you know, the, the one that laid his head on the heartbeat of Jesus, that if anybody knew love, it was John. If anybody knew that John was loved by God, it was John. And so uh, when you look at this text that we're going to look at, and that's 1 John chapter 2, 15 through 17, he says, do not love the world. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him for all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust thereof. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So when you start looking at this text here, you begin to start to say, I can't love everything. I can't love all the all the the, the cultural things because it, the, the the scripture tells us here. Now, as I break this exegetically down for you, it says, this, "Do not love the world, the the cosmos." You know, the cosmos, and and this word cosmos is broken down into three separate categories. You know, uh, number one is the creation. You know, the universe, the stars, the 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 the, the divine order of 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 our, our our galaxy and and the the earth and 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 all that all that creative things. You know, we love what God created. We go outside, we enjoy all these things. We it's, so he's not talking about that world. He's not talking about the creative world. He's not talking about the people. That's the next the world, the inhabitants, you know, the ones that create the worlds, okay? The ones that that help govern. Okay? He says he says, "Yeah, we got to co we got to get along with people." It's not talking about not loving people, not loving not loving society. But then there's another realm. It's it's the spirit realm. It's the realm in which rebellion truly started. It's the realm in which the prince of the power of the air dominates that realm that it's anti-God, that's anti, that's anti. And when he says, and he says, do not love the world, he's saying, don't love that, that rebellious world, nor the things that are produced out of that rebellious world. Now, 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 that's a different perspective now. That's a different thing now, okay? If anyone loves that world, the love of the Father's not in him. And, and, and again, it's it's not to say that everything that John was talking about in John in, in the Gospels, you know, a new commandment that I give you, that you love one another, you know, that, that's not what he's aimed at. The love not of the world is the things, the concept, the ideas that this rebellious world, this 
this anti-God world system that is that was that is birthed out of the demonic, satanic world. Don't don't love that world. And so again, we cannot have misdirected love. We cannot have misguided love. We cannot have those type of loves. We have to have love. Okay, and, and this message is timely because we're living in a in a time where love love is everything for everyone. Love is everything. It's just there's no boundaries to this. It's it's oh yeah the LGBT yeah accept all that. I mean you don't you 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 don't even realize how many churches and people are so empathetic now and so. Um, what I would say, inclusive with the culture into the church, that there's no longer holiness or, or righteousness, that, that they're defining, they're defining what what is godly instead of the Bible. They're, 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 they're defining what is good instead of God's word. They're, they're defining these things based on society, based on uh, sociologists, and based on what the culture is doing. I was listening to a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of the um, LGBTQ preachers, and and part of their arguments is the fact that that Jesus and the scriptures are antiquated. The the, the scriptures today is no are, are no longer sufficient. That they're redefining everything now. They're they're relooking at everything now, and they're saying, well, you know, the the time of Jesus was not sufficient, and God how God saw things is is not sufficient anymore. And so they begin to make up their own rules. They begin to say what's tolerant and what's not and, and what the culture is doing is okay. And so, so we have to recapture this. Do not love. Hey, wait a minute. John says, don't love this world, nor the things that this world produces. Now this, this word things, now listen, this word things, is it's a dative source. It's, 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 it's a dative tense in the Greek, which is, it's the Greek word ev, E-V. And this word means means by the means and whatever causes towards the benefit of. In other words, that's where you get the word lust from. The, you know, that means that, 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 that you're going to benefit from this thing. Okay, somebody's going to benefit from this thing. And, and so that's, that's why whenever, whenever this system gets your affection, it benefits, it grows. It, it's beneficial for the, for the satanic world that you participate and you are, and you are drawn away into their ideas ideologies. Why? Because it misdirects your love. Misdirected and misguided love. Love not the production of the satanic world. Love not. Okay? Love not those things. Again, this, this flies in the face of what the cultures preach. What, what this, this guy, young man, um, John Hill, was preaching that, you know, love is love. Just just love. You know, just, just gooey everything. There's no rules. There's no laws. There's you know, we just got to accept everything and, 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 and everything will be fine if we do. Because we don't want to look at be looked at as racist and, and fascists. And, and you go down all the list of everything the culture calls you and labels you just because. And many churches start preaching, start preaching the truth of the gospel because they don't want to be labeled. They want to be accepted in the community. They want, they want their message to be to be palatable to the masses and, and they want their churches to grow, so they water down the message. Holiness is now defined by what is tolerable by the church, by by the congregants. It's it's like the teacher no longer giving tests. All the teacher's doing is is allowing any answer 
to come into the question. It's the students that are giving the teachers answers now. It's the children that are raising the parents now. No, we got to get right back to biblical thinking. And Jesus says, there's a world that you do not love. There's a system that you should not love, that you don't love. A command, do not. That's a command. That's not a request. And it's that, and it's that rebellion world. It's that, it's that world system that, that there's no God in it. And again, because we've been inundated with love, 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 we don't know what not to love. Because if we don't love certain things, if we become exclusive, then we 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 make people around us uncomfortable. I was I was around a young man the other day that that he he um, happened to say that um, you know his name is Chrissy and 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 I was like, excuse me, <laughs> no no, Chris Christopher is your name. And looking at those type of brother, that's that's intolerable. You, you got to talk. No no, I don't I don't I don't love this system. We're gonna stand against this system. Well, it was like no no confusion. The spirit of confusion. That's where that, that that comes out of that realm. Satan loves confusion. You don't have to be rude, but you you have to stay rooted in your in the truths of God's word. God made man and woman. Period. Everything else, all these genders and all this ideology, all this confusion has come from this world that we do not love. The torment that that people go through inwardly because of because of this tolerance and because of this acceptance of this this rebellion world. When you look at again all that we've been inundated with, we've been taught, you know, beloved, let us want love one another for God is of love, and everyone that loves is born of God. He that does not love does not know God. For God is love. This is where they catch the church on the major thing. See, that's not love. Therefore, you don't know God. You're not a Christian if you don't tolerate and you don't play these games. If you don't go along with the rebellious ideology, then you're not lovely. You're not a Christian. But when we stand up and put one foot, our left foot on the word of God and the right foot, and we stand on scripture, then they're going to come against you. When you begin to start looking at the spirit of the book of John, listen, John John chapter 1, uh, John first. John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5 says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This word overcome, nikeo, has to do with a, a struggle against an enemy that you win, that you conquer, that you prevail over, that you get the victory over. For whatever is born of God, you are going to subdue and you're going to conquer this other rebellion world. Okay, this this is important. That's why in in uh, in Peter writes Peter writes that that we are we have been translated out of darkness into the marvelous light. We're, we're moved from something. We're moved from from um, from defeat to victory, from darkness to a marvelous light. We're, we're no longer we're no longer the same. We fight from a different position now, but it, it, but it is still a fight. It, the, the idea of overcoming, overcoming the world. That's what he's talking about. We're going to overcome this system. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. See, your faith works because you have your love for God and only God. And you don't have divided love. You don't have misguided love, misdirected love. You have correct love. I don't love this world nor the things of this world for all that 
comes from this world huh, is the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. We don't, we don't love those things. This is what this world produces. This self, this self, um, the self uh, fulfillment. Uh, this, listen, there's, there's no, there's no, uh, there, there's no way to get around the sacrificial, the, the crucifying of our flesh. There's no way to get around to picking up the cross daily. There's no way to get around that. And yet we try to preach ourselves around that because we have this idea of comfort and comfort and more comfort. And anytime you hear that is that you could whatever's born of God is going to overcome, that you're going to have to you're going to have to prevail against some things. You're going to have to battle against some things. That's why when you look at, at Paul, the greatest coach, I call the apostolic coach, where he talks about overcoming. He talks about Christ leading you to victory. He talks about this 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 Nikeo, this conquering things. He talks about an athlete that 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 competes fairly and works his team. He, he talks about a soldier that don't entangle with this the, with his affections of this world. He he talks about those type of those type of metaphors so that you get the idea that I'm going to have to overcome this world, but I do that by loving God. I do that by not loving this world. This third this third definition that's used of a of a rebellious world, a system, if you will, that that will produce evil, will produce carnality. You know, when when you look at when you look at uh, James chapter four. Okay, I mean, um, I give you enough love, but let's look at James chapter four. Adulterers and adulteresses. <laughs> what? Why? He's giving you a contrast. Now, this is the brother of Jesus. Do you not know that friendship with the world is an enemy with God? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it. I thought, I thought love and tolerance. I thought, no, no, listen, you cannot, you cannot serve two masters. What way? That's not what I've been told. That's not what the culture tells me. That's not what they preach from our church. Teach just tolerance everywhere and, and inclusion and equity and, and all this, you know, diversity and, and we need, no, adulterers and adulteresses. What was James writing about? Don't forget, James was a Jew. James, James was writing and James understood the fidelity of history, how the children of Israel would rebel against God and commit unfaithfulness to God. So what, what James is writing here is very potent. It's very powerful to get the people's attention that says, look, he's not going to tolerate your adultery and your and and your lack of faithfulness your infidelity do not do you not know that friendship with this world is an enemy with God whoever therefore wants to be a friend of this world makes himself an enemy to God boom what are we what are we what are we listening to, right? Love is love. And then you got to love all the things that, that, that are theologically incorrect, biblically incorrect for the tolerance of the cult. No, we're not doing that. We have to renew ourselves to the text and stay faithful to the word of God. Listen to this. When, when James writes this, he says, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is an enemy to God? Who, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of this world makes himself an enemy with God? Or do you think think that the scripture says the spirit who dwells in you yearns jealously, but he gives great more grace to the humble and he resists the proud. He pushes the proud away. He pushes those that live for themselves away. He pushes those that, that you know, think that they got 
all their stuff together away. No, that's not, but that's love. That's love. You just gotta love everybody. And Mono, that's not love. And Mono, that, that's not love. That's not right. A loving God wouldn't send, wouldn't swim, wouldn't send people to hell. So let's look at, let's look at uh, some of the, the the ideas that John's putting out there regarding regarding this love not the world. If you look at First John chapter three verse one, listen listen to this. Behold, what manner of love has God bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God? Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know of Him. It gives you this idea, okay, that if you know God truly, you shouldn't be seeking the fame of this culture or the fame of this world, okay? They're not going to know you. They don't want to know you because you're not from them. I mean, this is, whatever the world produces, we should have a red, it should, a red flag should go up inside of us. You know, they have this idea, oh, these are influencers. Okay, that, that's their, that's their word, okay? Everybody wants to be an influencer or they want all their, they want all their material to, to go viral everywhere so they can become known. Therefore, if the world does not know us because it did not know him. First John chapter 3, 13. Do you not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you? First John 3, 13. Listen, he's talking about not loving them. He's talking about don't love the world. The world hates you. They hate our message. That's why if you can go on YouTube and look at all the Christians that uh, have been thrown off their platforms because they profess their love in Christ. All the athletes that try to thank the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Look at all them that have been persecuted, taken off. Off, off the air, being canceled at, on their platforms because of the fame that they have. The world just doesn't want to hear it. ESPN will cut you off in a heartbeat. These places will will just cut you off. All these athletes and, and all these um, and all these celebrities they keep their faith quiet. They deny Christ, you know, because they don't want to get canceled because they want to be known and accepted and wanted by the world. You think? Listen, you think that God needs you to get His message out? No. You'd stay faithful to the truth of God's word, and he'll get you where you need to go. First John chapter 4, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because there are many false prophets. This world system produces false prophets. Verse uh, verse 3 says of the same chapter, uh, verse 4 of chapter of the, the first book, says this, and, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, and this is the same spirit of Antichrist. So the Antichrist, the Antichrist is birthed out of this, is birthed out of this, that which you have heard was coming and is now already here. See, the system to birth the Antichrist is already here. And if you cannot, you he's saying you run away from this system. You should not love this system. Your affections have to be, and your passions have to be pulled out of from loving what this system produces. First John 4, 4 and 5 says this, you're of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. They are 
of this world. Therefore, they speak as of this world and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of air. So again, we have this, we have this, um, these peril worlds, if you will, this, this demonic rebellious world that, that is in contrast with loving God and the world that God created. Okay. The intentions of God are, 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 they're just polar opposite. And how many Christians are, are just caught up in this, in, in this culture? How many are caught up in what the world produces? First John chapter 219 says this, uh, this is, again, this is the beloved John. This is the, this is the loving, this is the loving disciple. They went out from us. They were not of us. If they were, if they had been of us, they would not, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. In other words, they were counterfeit. That's why they left. You know, and, and again, this is where a lot of Calvinism, you know, when people stumble, fall, backslide, they say, see, if you were really saved, you were, you wouldn't, uh, you would never have backslid. That, that's not this idea. He's talking about the love of this world, that when you never have true allegiance to Christ, when you have misdirected feelings and emotions, he says, you're going to leave. You're going to fall away. First Corinthians 13, 6 shows you, shows you another picture of this contrast. Okay. First Corinthians 13, 6 does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. What's he talking about? This is love. Love doesn't rejoice in evil doing. Doesn't re- rejoice in the production of this world. This, this, this third definition, this, this spirit of rebellion. That's why this, that's why this, uh, this, um, this, this queering of the church, this queering of of the family, this feminizing, if you will, of the young boys, this, this perverting of humanity that this that this rebellious world is uh, producing. We need to resist this because they've taken love and perverted it, and misdirected it, misfocused it, and we have to start saying, you know what? We're not going to rejoice because love does not rejoice in iniquity, unrighteousness, but in truth, and we have to get back to the truth of God's word, not what the def- not what the culture defines as my truth. You don't have a truth. You got an opinion. They have opinions. They don't have truth. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the definer of all reality. When I look at, when I look at these perspectives, no, I don't love everything. I don't love everything. I love God. You love God. I love this. Now what, I know, and I know we're real familiar with uh, Romans 1, 18 through 28 says this, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men, of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. They hide, they, they, they theorize. We, we see this, you know, when they ask the question, can a, can a man have a baby? Oh, yes. Oh, can you describe what a woman is? Oh, we don't know what a woman is. Uh, we can't define that. We have no, oh, see, because they suppress the truth. They know the truth. They're just, they're just suppressed. They're holding it down. It's, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the um, the beach ball in the in the swimming pool. You can hold it down only for so long, but it's gonna pop up. It's gonna fly out of the water as soon as the pressure is too much below. They suppress the truth. They're holding. 
holding it down. This is what this culture is doing. They're just suppressing the truth. It says because because what they may be known because what may be known of God is manifested in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of this world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen. He's talking about creation. Those are the worlds that He created. The beauty in the world. Okay, being understood by the things that are made. You understand God's character by look at all His beauty. Look at His creation. Look at His power. It's so funny with uh, with uh, here in California as we we've gone with this rainy season. They say, oh, we had a four-year drought, and and in and in uh, six weeks, God God completely just floods out this place here in California. And the politicians are saying, well, there goes our climate control. Now now what are we going to do? We don't have drought. We don't have that. Now you you don't control squat, and they think they do because of creation. It's so powerful. The waves. God just go to the ocean and see the and hear the power of the ocean, then that tells you who God is. You look at the sun, you look at the you you look at the the precision of our universe and you and you you God is God has a message for you. Book of Psalms tells us that that the, the that creation speaks of his glory. These these people just need to cut it out and relax because they put themselves as as some type of authority over over humanity and they're not. For since the creation of this world his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they were without excuse. Because although they knew God, they, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their and foolish in their heart, and darkened, professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image of corruptible man, and the birds and the four-footed animals and the creeping things. Listen to this. Therefore, God gave also gave them up to uncleanliness. I love that word. Uh, gave them up, paradinomai, which means that He just entrusted that you want you want to go into all your feelings and all your emotions. You want to get into you want to you want to give into all what you feel and what you think and all your passions. You want to do that? He, he goes, go ahead. I'm going to cast you into that prison. That's the idea to be put in a prison. You want your emotions to imprison you? Deny truth. Therefore, God gave them up to uncleanliness, to the lust of their hearts, to dishonor. See, there's honorable and dishonorable actions in our bodies, uh, in the lust of the friend, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchange the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve the cre- the creatures rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. I, I, you know, when I was looking at this, right in the middle of a verse like this, right in the middle of a verse, Paul puts an amen. So be it. You know, you, they, they, they've exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. He says, this is what's going on. So be it. You think God's wringing his hands saying, oh God, how am I gonna how am I gonna wrap this thing up? The people are going crazy. You know, the 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 culture is is infiltrating. God, God's just saying, ah, I got this. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Listen, there are passions that are vile, perverse passions. Those are feelings and emotions. This is what you're dealing with, this confusion. This is what we're dealing with in in this in this uh sexual euphoria, this pedophilia, all these things that are going on in the culture, and all they want to do is rename it, reframe it. So it becomes acceptable language. No, it is what it is. It is what God says it is. He defines reality. For even the women exchange their natural use for what is against nature. See, they, people are going 
against nature, that which is natural, that which God intended. They go against it because of the vile passions. I feel like it. I wanted it so bad. I was so confused. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all wrapped up. This is what the this is what Paul John, John is writing about, and we'll we'll, we'll wrap up in a, in a minute here. It says likewise, also the men leaving their natural use of the of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of the heir which is due. In other words, you can make your choice, but you can't choose your you can't choose your your punishment. That's what he said. It is an error. I'm not going to tell you what, what your consequences are. No, no. You make your choice with your passions. Do what you got to do with your passions. You love this. You, you got a love for this world. You're going to fall into all these lusts. The pride of life. You know, Matthew 22, 37 through 39 says, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Listen, the first is to love God, period. To love God with your soul, with your mind. That means with your passions. That means with all these things, all this. Um, the, these um, areas of our lives that make us human, our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our feelings. He says, you're going to love, you should love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. This is the first and great commandment. That's not a recommendation. It's a commandment. And the second is like it. You love your neighbor. Because I love God, I love my neighbor. Listen, sometimes you got to give some tough love. Some, listen, I've been, a, I've been a father I've been a father since I was 20 years old. And I'll tell you this, my greatest, my greatest love for my children is when I've had to sit them down and even my grandchildren and tell them in a firm, strong, manly way, no. Not because they can't always have what they want, how they want, when they want it, all the wrong times. A divine no has to come from someone that loves them. Yeah, the great John, he writes this, do not love, don't love, that's a command, the world, that spirit realm that is rebelled against God, that's anti-Christ in, in thought, that's anti-Christ in manifestations nor the things that it produces. What has it produced? What has it produced? If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Man, you can't make that any more plain. Here's a guy, love, 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 love. But he shows you that, you know what? You can't have, you can't misdirect your love and say you love God. Listen, we have mastered the talent and the skill of cooperation that we no longer how to know what to do, what's right at the right time at the right moment. I must do what's right at the right time and at the right moment. And that means I have to break the spirit of cooperation to please and appease this world, this world system, so that I can show that I love God and I will stand for God's word. I will stand for the commandments of God. Why? Because if I don't, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. The world is produced this, this spirit rebellious world, this demonic satanic system that's in place, that is rebelled against God, that's what's out there. It has produced these things. And the world is passing away and the lust thereof, breaking lust. Man, what a statement. But he that does the will of God abides forever. Loving God means that you have to not love this world. Love is not love if it's misdirected. It is sin if it's misdirected 
misdirected love. Well, God bless you. I pray that you enjoyed this, this little discussion today on do not love everything. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. And give this a, um, you can give give me a little rating on this, a review and write it up and, and uh, please submit it to, uh, to the local um, anchor, which supports this broadcast. And uh, that way you let them know how we're doing. If you enjoyed this, this uh, podcast at all, put it down there. If you don't like it, put it down there. I want to hear about it. Well, God bless you. We love you. Jesus is Lord. Love God. And sometimes you got to say no to this world and not love it. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.